What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Gadget Reason Radio. It is Sunday, the first Sunday, actually, of NFL football season, so uh, I'm pretty excited. Um, So far, so good with the PlayStation View, um, using NFL Red Zone and various networks to watch games, so I'm pretty excited that that's still holding up pretty well. But I wanted to finish editing this episode and get it uploaded for you guys to either listen to later today or maybe tomorrow early. Um, So let's go ahead and jump in. In this episode, I wanted to talk about something that popped up sort of late in the week, and that is a new HDR standard has been announced. So uh, just when we thought that HDR could not get any more confusing um, on so many levels, there's now another new uh, standard throwing its hat into the ring. So um, unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to be settling on one specific HDR standard anytime soon. So I wanted to do an episode where I could help sort of decipher all of this confusion around the HDR platforms and just kind of help educate people about exactly what's going on with all of these different uh, competing standards and uh, just basically continue my my pursuit to try and I guess basically convince everybody how great HDR is and uh, why everybody should be not only looking forward to it, but um, not being overly concerned with the fact that there's too many competing standards. So um, yeah, let's go ahead and jump in with what this new standard is. And I'll kind of go through all the different standards and explain how they're different and why the fact that there are so many different standards isn't too big of a deal. It's annoying and it's confusing, but um, at the end of the day, um, there's a lot of overlap. So um, the new standard that just got announced is the HDR10 Plus standard. And this was developed by Samsung, and they've done their best to sort of recruit as many new partners um, as they could to already jump on board and start agreeing to use uh, HDR10 Plus going forward. Now, HDR10 Plus is just a new variation on the already open standard HDR10. And uh, basically what HDR10 Plus is trying to do is add in some of the feature benefits of some of the other slightly, I guess, better formats for HDR like Dolby Vision. Um, So to better understand what exactly HDR10 Plus is adding or bringing to the table, we kind of have to break down what all the different formats are and what they do now um, and why there is a lot of overlap and um, ultimately a lot of televisions are, are probably going to be able to to read and interpret the, the metadata that's coming from a video stream regardless of which HDR standard um, you know it's using so um, there will there will be some cases where that will not be true but um, but but for the most part most content that you're going to want to watch is probably going to be in some format or another that your TV can can interpret and display in whatever range of capabilities your specific television is capable of doing that. So, you know, when it comes to competition in technology, normally competition in technology is a good thing. Um, But when it comes to certain things like standards, when we're talking about, you know, going all the way back to VHS versus beta, and then moving on to something more recent like Blu-ray versus HD DVDs, um, you know, the standards can be good and bad. Obviously, you know, if we can hurry up and get through the process and get to a clear-cut winner where we're all on the same page, then then that can be a good thing. And obviously competition is good because it, it usually brings out the best, um, uh, you know, the best for consumers. But 
um, but also it can be problematic, right? So if you invested in, you know, the HD DVD platform, for example, when it first came out, um, you know, a few years in, you were left with a possibly a, a DVD player and a bunch of movies that you really can't use anymore because everything has moved on to Blu-ray. So, um, you know, the quicker we can get through this HDR standard and get it to a point where at least all televisions will be able to read all the formats or... Um, or that if if it can't handle one format that it's able to fall back on another format or whatever, then I think everything will be fine. So let's go ahead and talk about what types of HDR standards there are and how HDR actually works. So right now, there's actually uh, about five different HDR standards that are floating around. Now, some of those are a little bit more obscure and haven't really even been uh, implemented by anyone yet. So in, in actual use, there's really only about three HDR formats that are currently kind of vying for um, the attention of shoppers, consumers, and, you know, and you know, content producers. So the good news is, is that unlike the HD DVD versus Blu-ray battle or beta versus VHS from back in the 80s and 90s, um, the HDR standards are, are kind of more of an overall arching spectrum of different quality standards. And most of the formats will default to whatever your, ta whatever your partic particular television is capable of, of displaying or using or, or interpreting. So um, for example, most televisions that can handle Dolby Vision also can handle HDR10, so if, if depending on what content you're playing, it'll default to whichever it can handle. Um, and then there's you know the HDR10 versus HDR10 Plus, and those those will probably work with each other, um, just maybe not being able to take advantage of all of the benefits depending on. Um, what your TV is capable of. So, um, so the good news is is that you probably won't run into a situation where you'll get some kind of a message saying that you know this content's not compatible with your television or that HDR just won't work at all. It's probably just going to be a situation where you may not be getting the the maximum effects that are that are capable of a particular standard. But basically, to kind of uh, sort of summarize what HDR actually is and how it works, basically. HDR content is just a standard video stream that has an extra little bit of metadata attached inside that stream that will be decoded by your television and and then utilize that data to to interpret exactly how to set brightness levels and how to handle color gamut um, based on the content that's being displayed. And so in doing this, it creates a much more dynamic looking image that has much wider ranges between the higher or the highest brightness levels on the screen at any given time and the darkest areas. So um, things like an explosion that has a bright flash of light should get brighter in, in comparison to the overall the rest of the overall image on, on display. And then things like, for example, a really dark scene that has one little area, maybe a, let's say a window in a dark room, um, that there should be a much clearer um, differentiation between the brights and, and, and the darks. So that's what HDR does and that's how it works. Now, as far as the standards, right out of the gate, we started off with two main competing standards. There was HDR10, which was the freely available, it was an open source um, standard that didn't require any kind of licensing fees. The other format that got widely adopted and is currently used, um, you know, in, in a varying different places is Dolby Vision. Now, Dolby Vision is the standard that Netflix first went with to introduce all of its um, HDR content. And 
it's basically just a slightly different way of doing the same thing. It's still, it's still a video stream that contains some extra metadata, um, but it has the capability to, to do a little bit more and expand on what standard HDR10 was able to do. The main difference between HDR10 and Dolby Vision, aside from the licensing fees that are that are associated with Dolby Vision, is the fact that basically HDR10 is a slightly lower standard of quality compared to Dolby Vision. Dolby Vision is a little bit more future-proof. So while HDR10 can handle mastering content that's capable of a thousand nits of brightness at its peak, Dolby Vision has a theoretical limit of 10,000 nits. So it can get 10 times brighter than the brightest images you can display using the HDR10 standard. Now, the other difference is that HDR10 can support 10-bit color, while Dolby Vision can actually support all the way up to 12-bit color, um, which is gonna be a, a much better dynamic range of color. Now, the issue is, is that most televisions now, and probably in the near future, are not going to be able to take advantage of everything that Dolby Vision brings to the table. So even if you have content, like my television, for example, can can actually decode Dolby Vision um, HDR content, but my, te my television is not capable. It's not a 12-bit display, so it can't actually display 12 bits of information, and it actually can't get anywhere near bright enough to use that 10,000 nit limit. So, so all of the Dolby Vision content on my television ends up looking about as good as HDR10 content anyway. So while Dolby Vision on paper sounds like the better version of HDR, it's more future-proof, it can handle a much higher peak brightness limit, um, it's a 12-bit color range, so definitely you know more colors displayed at one time. It, it sounds better on paper, but the truth is, is that HDR in any format already looks so much better than what most people are used to experiencing on standard definition, or I should say on, on standard dynamic range uh, imagery that you know, you're know you already getting to a point where it's, it's kind of semantics, right? And the other problem, of course, is like I said, is that most TVs that people are gonna buy even well into 2017 and maybe even early 2018 are still only gonna be 10-bit panels at best, so they're not gonna be able to take advantage of the 12-bit um, data stream that Dolby Vision can handle, and they're not gonna get anywhere near the 10,000 peak, uh, 10,000 nit peak brightness limits. So um, so most of that content isn't gonna really look um, that much different. So those are the two main standards we have going back and forth now. Now, in terms of what you should be concerned about if you're buying a TV in the near future, you know, it really doesn't matter because almost any television you buy that can handle Dolby Vision will also be able to handle HDR10. And in many cases, even Dolby Vision uh, content will default to basically an HDR10 experience um, on a non-Dolby Vision uh, television. So if you have a television that does not have the Dolby Vision decoding chip in it, um, usually your your chances are you're either watching content that probably is HDR10 anyway, or on the rare cases where you're watching, um, let's say for example, um, a good, a good example would be all the Marvel shows on Netflix. All of those shows right now are Dolby Vision capable, um, but if you don't have a Dolby Vision television, they'll just default to basically HDR10 level uh, HDR imagery anyway. So it's not like you're gonna miss out. Essentially, there's a lot of overlap in how the technologies work. So it doesn't take a whole lot of work for a content producer or anyone who's encoding any type of video that wants to have a Dolby Vision capable file to also include all the information to make it work with HDR10. All of the backend work of mastering the, the video file to be, you know, 
at least 10 bit or to have more color range and to have some of those um, peak brightness levels and all of the other things that make an HDR image look good. Um, all that work's being done regardless. So the only difference would be, you know, if your TV is not capable of displaying all of that content range anyway, then it really doesn't matter. So even if you were viewing, like I said, on my television, I'm, I'm viewing content in Dolby Vision standard on a TV that has a Dolby Vision chip, but the actual panel itself isn't capable, capable of displaying all that Dolby Vision has to offer. So I'm basically looking at an HDR10 image anyway. Now with HDR10 Plus coming into play, HDR10 Plus isn't really gonna change a whole lot. What HDR10 Plus is trying to do is overlay a lot of the features and capabilities of Dolby Vision onto the sort of building block of the HDR10 standard. So the way that that's going to work is that if you have uh, an HDR10 capable television, and let's say that uh, in two years, almost all the content has switched to HDR10+, then you will still get the benefits of HDR on your slightly older television that's only capable of HDR10. It just won't have the ability to take advantage of all the extra features. So it's basically like just the, you have the HDR10 building block or the base level HDR, and then they're gonna add on a little bit of extra encoding information with the HDR10 plus standard um, so that if you do have a television that can take advantage of it, it will be able to display it. So um, in that sense, it's not going to really cause a whole lot of problems for consumers in the sense that um, it's not going to break anything. Everything should still work pretty seamlessly and you'll just be able to see what you can see based on your particular television's um, capabilities and, and the standards that it's capable of decoding. Like I said earlier, there are a couple of other um, sort of outlying HDR formats. There's the HLG format, which stands for Hybrid Log Gamma. Um, it's another newer standard that has really um, not been implemented too much yet. It was developed by BBC and NHK Broadcasting Networks, and it basically serves as a broadcast standard for HDR. And then there is the Advanced HDR format, which is probably the, the least established of all of the other formats that are available. Um, and it also really doesn't represent a whole lot of cause for concern. The advanced HDR standard is already being developed to be completely cross compatible with all the different types of HDR hardware. So it should be pretty easy for TV manufacturers to ensure that their televisions will be able to support it if it ever actually catches on. So what does this really mean for you as a consumer? Well, what it means is that you really don't need to be that concerned about what kind of HDR television you get. The chances are that if you were to just go in and pick any television off the shelf at Best Buy or wherever that says that it's capable of HDR, you're probably gonna have a television that already displays images at a much higher level of quality than anything you've been used to in the past. And you'll probably be able to see and utilize most HDR content. If you're a gamer, um, you don't really have much to worry about because HDR10 is the most widely accepted and most quickly adopted format and so pretty much all TVs can handle HDR10 if they're labeled as an HDR capable TV. So in terms of being able to display HDR gaming like from your Xbox One S or your PS4 Pro, you should be good to go with just about any TV you buy. Even if you wanted a television that could handle the higher quality version of HDR in Dolby Vision, the chances are that the TV you're looking to buy, even though it says it's capable of displaying Dolby Vision, is really not gonna give you that much of a difference in image quality over a competing HDR10 television. So if you're looking to buy a new Samsung TV right now, or you're looking to buy an LG or a Sony, or even a Vizio television that has HDR branding on it and it is HDR capable, the chances are it's gonna be able to display most, if 
not all of the HDR content that you're even able to access at this point anyway. So my advice would be if you're interested in getting a new 4K television between now and sometime early next year, I would say feel pretty confident that any TV you buy is probably going to be compatible with most of the HDR content you're gonna have access to for the foreseeable future. So make your purchasing decision on other important factors like price, size, the overall peak brightness levels, contrast levels, and just how the image looks to your eye because ultimately that's really what matters. The, the fact is, is that different people have different tastes and some people like the way an image looks on a certain brand more than they do on another brand and, and other people have different, different opinions so ultimately just go do your research and buy a tv that fits your needs your size requirements and your budget so i hope this kind of helps clear up a little bit about the sort of confusing and muddied waters of the hdr standards and formats so if you guys have any questions or comments or concerns or anything else leave them in the comments section or you can give me a call in and share your thoughts let me know and i'll talk to you guys later